2: Yo, Easy. What's up, guys? My name is Evan Duvall. This is Easy Does It. Thank you for joining us. What's up, y'all? Welcome to Easy's Listening Room and Studio. I'm with you here with my friend Zach Horvath. Let's give it up for him one time.
3: What up, what up?
2: All right, y'all. So what we're doing here each week is we're featuring somebody that's contributed to this community in a major way or is currently contributing to Austin, Texas in a major way. We're here to showcase the talents um, and passions and pursuits of people that are here within our own city. Um, and we'll get into the story of how we met and what brought us together. Um, but let's get a raise of hands for who have, has seen this uh art before of live a great story dope dope I love that well cool Zach let's go ahead and get an introduction
3: yeah what's up y'all thanks for coming out I'm excited to be here Um, I'm Zach I'm actually from Austin and uh, I guess starting from the beginning um, live a great story was really inspired by traveling so when I was 22 I booked a one-way ticket to Europe Um, I actually didn't go to college uh, which is what I wrote on here, which I'm excited to talk about. Um, but I booked a one way ticket. I ended up traveling for about seven months all through Europe. And just through that experience of like bouncing around, um, all around Europe and, and really staying in hostels, couch surfing, hanging out with people from all around the world, I got to connect with people from all different backgrounds and, um, cultures and, you know, religions and languages. And, you know, we're sitting in a hostel, chefing up, you know, meals, drinking wine, uh, and, and talking about life. And I was just got like this really cool realization that no matter where you come from or what your background is, we're all on our own journey and we're all really just trying to have a good time while we're here, um, really live our story, be the best person that we can be and kind of tune into our our path. And so somehow out of that experience, Live a Great Story came out and I came back to Austin and grabbed a can of red spray paint and spray painted a Live a Great Story on a wall uh, on the pillars underneath a bridge uh, under Mopac and Long story short, people started taking photos of it. It started spreading through Instagram. And now, about eight years later, it's spread all over. There's a bunch of people with tattoos. Um, I think like thirty some people have Livergrade story tattoos. Uh, there's over a million livergrade story stickers out in the world. There's a bunch of them up here for y'all to grab if you'd like them. And uh, and it's really turned into this amazing way for people to connect because what ends up happening is, you know, your story is your story, and I think that's one of the coolest parts is that it's uh, very specific to your journey and that when when you're kind of living that whatever that is for you and you're on the journey you're figuring it out you're really high you're doing really well or you're really low trying to you know figure out what uh, your next steps are that allows you to c- connect with people and to, to share and really understand who you are and who other people are and to use that um, very human element of a story uh, to connect really deeply with another human and so that's the kind of the long story short and um, it's obviously based out of Austin. And There's a bunch of stickers and stuff everywhere. I'm glad that some people have seen it around town and uh, stoked to just be here hanging out and talking about stories and uh, hopefully hearing some of y'all stories too.
2: Absolutely, man. I think that's, what's incredibly special about this space and what we've created here um, is there's one word that really sticks out to me in this and it's the listening room. And that is going to give us a chance to really walk into this space and have the capacity and the attention in order to remove stimulation and start to listen to one people's stories and perspectives and simple conversation as well as music and comedy and we can expand on that and really get to know people that are here within our city whether they're from here um, or they have moved here it's really important that we take the time to listen to one another and hear each other's stories out Um, all of us are unique in that sense There is a lot of shit that has gone wrong. There is a lot of shit that has gone right for us all to be sitting in this room right now. And just for us all to appreciate that within each other, um, that can be an unspoken sense of gratitude that we are just here um, on a Thursday night in one of the best cities in the world. Um, It's another thing to expand on that and to have a sense of curiosity for each other. Um, for us to wonder what made someone who they are today. For us to have the space to not interject, to not need a sense of validation, to not just be self serving throughout our conversations, to show each other how smart we are or how much or how important we are. What we can really do is start to just say less or shut the fuck up. And we can start to hear each other. And that is what's going to make this city a better place that is what's gonna to start to take down these boundaries and we'll start to identify with each other because we're not listening to our expectations and we're not listening to what may be assumptions and we're start to really see each other for who we truly are. Um, the first time I met Zach, we met at Cosmic Coffee here in Austin, had really no idea um, anything about each other but we admired each other's platforms on social well, well, media before that. So mm-hmm.
3: actually let's, let's reverse a little bit. Cause yep. that's the second time that we actually met Matt. Oh, right, yeah. but we were sitting out yep. here and I was like, yep. I saw this van out sitting outside. I was like, that's a dope van. I've seen that on Instagram. And then I saw that he had been hanging out, um, and I was like, okay, maybe this is this is the homie. This is who I've seen. And so I walked up, and I was like, hey, man, this is your van. I got a sticker for you. And I just handed him a yep, sticker. We bar. basically shook hands, dapped up, and, and I dipped. And, um, and he was like, hey, hit me up. And so we ended up connecting. So it, it was that kind of – I think that's what's cool about Austin and being here, right, is you cross paths with people, and, you know, you, you maybe see someone one time or you see him at maybe yoga or, you know, at a, at, a, at a concert or, you know, some sort of event. And sure enough, you're probably going to run into at Barton Springs or, you know, somewhere else around town. Um, and I think it's, it's a small enough city where you can cr- kind of cross paths with people. And if if you do start seeing people often, there's probably a reason for that. And that's kind of how we, we met. We're like, yeah. hey, you know, we, we are familiar. But then actually taking that initiative to say, hey, let's actually like meet up and grab a coffee at totally. Cosmic. Yeah, and a, to take that next step.
2: It's a chain of events. You know, I'd been told like, hey have you met Zach Horvath? Uh, Y'all are reminding me of each other, of y'all's missions, and we hadn't crossed paths yet. But as soon as you start to cross paths with someone time and time again, it's time to start paying attention. Um, And this is a city where we do that. Um, My friend Daniel sitting right here in the crowd, for an example, um, I think within a week of meeting him, we ran into each other four times. And I was like, all right, that's definitely the homie. You know, And so in this place, you have the ability to cross paths with each other, and you have the ability to get to know one another. Um, I've been expressing a lot lately, and I think it's a really important time to do so, um, about my perspective on what makes Austin special. Um, so I want to bring it up, and it might hit home for some people in this crowd. But uh, So there's a lot of people from New York City. There's a lot of people from L.A. There's a lot of people moving here. What's important is that we see what is truly special about this place. And I feel like I'm in a position to articulate what I think is special about this place, having grown up here and spent a lot of time thinking about it. And then while I was in the Navy, missing it and coming back, I see us in this point of transition to where, okay, you go to New York City or on the East Coast. People want to know who you are and what you can do for them. How can you help me? Right, And that may be even a friendly interaction. It's like, okay, I like you. How can you help me? You go out to L.A. If you walk in the door and people don't know who your name is, you already have an uphill battle to be liked in that room if they don't know who you are. You come to Austin, nobody gives a fuck who you are. They definitely don't care what you do. They might get your name. What people want to know is, are you cool? Right? That's what people are waiting here for. How do you treat people? What kind of what kind of person are you? They may be someone who is wildly successful, one of the major leaders in tech or a successful venture capitalist or a politician or whoever it may be, but they're probably sitting in, in vans and you know, a, a t-shirt right next to you at the bar. It's just the kind of place this is. You never know who anyone is, and so everybody just kind of has this kind of way of treating each other because that's just the status quo and i've seen that narrative change now coming back into this city where i'm seeing austinites like yo you're not welcome here or i'm an og you know you you need to listen to me i know where all the good spots are and it's just really not the city that i grew up in or the city that i fell in love with or missed the the place that i knew was always a place where you were free to express yourself no matter where you're from. And if you didn't know where to go, we're going to tell you where the best spot in town was and with a smile, you know, and, uh, it's important that we get that back to that point. And, um, that takes, you know, being comfortable in yourself and, and giving people a chance to, to prove themselves and in, in, you know, a friendly way.
3: I think a really interesting element of this is that when meeting people, not having an expectation of of who you're meeting because i think that i've been reflecting recently a lot on i think social media is such a crazy thing and probably most of us in here grew up in kind of the boom of facebook and instagram now we're getting into TikTok, which is kind of a whole different uh game but you know there's so much stigma attached to that and, and especially i mean i've been to other cities and and that kind of you know who are you what can you do for me element and Austin doesn't really have that, but still, I think that because we've grown up in this world of, of online and, you know, there's, there is that, like, how, like, what are you doing? And, and in the sense of, you know, do you have a following? Are you creating content online? Are you, um, you know, sharing your perspective, your worldview, are you blogging, are you creating videos and, I think it's interesting because now with this kind of transition, I mean, I th- so many of my friends are like, yeah, I'm getting off social. I'm doing this. I, you know, I still run a business. You still run a business. Probably most of us in here are somehow socially involved in a business. And our kind of value is attached to how we portray ourselves online. But there's like this separation of meeting someone that I'm trying to really get back to i think that of disconnecting and meeting someone with no expectations you have zero followers you don't get any likes you know you don't have you're not even on whatever it's like how do you and and how do we come to shaking hands and and meeting people back to that because then what you can do is really start from zero and then you can build a relationship that's not based on External factors is really like, do you connect with this person? Do I connect with this person? Do they like this conversation that we're having? Are we having an interesting dialogue? Are we are we getting challenged? Are we, you know, are we listening? Are we are we interacting with um with authenticity? And I think it's such a I feel for myself like such a unique space to be in where I'm like, I really don't wanna build an Instagram or a TikTok following. Like I Live a Great Story has a decent instagram but i'm like i kind of want to step back from that and so i think it's an interesting place to to kind of feel like how do you feel about that with like meeting people because i mean you know there's so much you know we got introduced through instagram which is amazing but then we also met in person without too much background there so it's kind of something that i've been bouncing around do you have any thoughts about that
2: for sure i'm i think that social media and Instagram specifically is they're very useful tools. I always say you're either using it or it's using you. Right. And that can be, you know, ebb and flow of like, sometimes you're getting used, sometimes you're using it. Um, I try not to just like endlessly scroll. I try to hop on Instagram and post and just get off or, you know, and Connect or send that message and bounce like I try not to spend too much time there because it'll suck you in There's so much stimulation and so much going on that your brain just gets exposed to way too many, you know um, You know way too much information at once to really break it down and truly understand it um, our brains learn at a much slower pace Um, But I think it's good as well, because you do have the opportunity to get exposed to people, perspectives that you wouldn't ordinarily cross paths with. Um, But, you know, just because we've created something or invented something doesn't mean that we're using it correctly right? And so I think that's where really innovation starts is we say, okay, this is a creation that we have. We don't have to start over. We don't have to invent something new. We can just say, okay, are we using it right? I think that should always be the question. For me, I stepped away from social social media for years because it did make me feel anxious. It did, you know, just kind of twist or, you know, rub me the wrong way with you know, what my expectations of, you know, relationships or jobs or the things that I really wanted in the world. Um, and I didn't miss social media. Um, I ended up getting back on, um, you know, really in one instance, because I realized that in order to serve in the capacity that I was hoping, I had to go where people's attention was. And sometimes at their worst moment, you know, when you're laying in bed alone, depressed, and you're just endlessly scrolling, like, Maybe you don't need to see that barstool post. You know, maybe you need to see a shitty picture in a journal entry from some dude you went to high school with. And that has evolved, you know, where I started getting messages and thank yous for just being something different on a feed. And that's where I was hooked. That's why I'm still here today. And I've kept asking my, myself that question. Everything I've done on social media has stemmed from one goal, and it's to connect to one person, one like, just someone who's not expecting it. And if I can do that, It's a, it's a success that has evolved as I got better into thinking, okay, how do I use social media to get people back in person, right? So we can go to that platform with that flyer, with that story post, with that link to get here, to shake hands, to have a good time, be reminded what's real, right? Listening to someone's story instead of just tapping a story and saying, ah, that's not good enough. That's not good enough. That's not good enough. Oh, fire. Fire. 100 you know like get the fuck out of here like it's not real dude but like those people have a story they're trying to express themselves in some capacity and it has a place i just hope that that is is witnessed and shared and we're just not like ew. you know like what the fuck are they doing you know like no just like if you don't like that person just unfollow them get it out of there and go meet some people you do vibe with right and so um I mean, that's really what we're doing here, and it's – I mean, there's a lot of resistance in that by just not doing what the blueprint is, um, not doing what the status quo is. Um, you know, we have an uphill battle getting people like y'all out tonight with an anonymous platform of who are we featuring, who's playing live music tonight. You know, I, I guarantee I could have made a flyer that said, all right, I got my friend Zach Horvath coming out tonight. And, um, you know, half the room would know him or friends of him or, you know, has seen his work and recognize that. And they're like, oh, I want to hear his story.
3: It was really weird not promoting this. Right.
2: Yeah. It's it feels weird. Right. But I'll stick by it. Like the impact that that has is that we're not drawing people out based on their interest. We're not drawing people out based on what, you know, they think would be fun. Instead, we're creating a concept that everything in this room is local, and you'll probably see Zach out, you know, next week, um, and everything. Which I
3: think is cool because then, you know, if if we did promote this, then you're bringing out people that are interested in a topic, right? right. Or, you know, they know who's talking, what that person's about, but then it brings out those like-minded people in a certain way they already know what they like exactly but now ideally what happens is we're bringing out like-minded people who are like-minded and buying a ticket to something they really don't know about right they don't know what's going to happen they're kind of open for the idea Different, different 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 versus like same 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 and i think that's what's cool is that you can find similarities and instead of finding the similar people you're finding similar similarities in different people which Mm -hmm. i think is all the more important especially with how we get divided and segregated and and like boxed away um and i think that's really cool because then you're having conversations that you're not normally having you're talking to people that you wouldn't normally talk to you're you know asking questions that you um don't normally ask and you're listening to responses that you normally don't hear yeah and i think that that Helps each of us grow in a unique way that we're maybe not used to, or is 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 slightly different than our average, which sure. pushes our boundaries.
2: Absolutely, you know, and that came up this week as well. Like we were we we're thinking about what was the response last week? What can we do better? Right, and to to assume that you know we're gonna get a hundred percent positive feedback every week is naive, right? Because my goal is to ride that line of where people are taking the time, whether it's 45 minutes or an hour to listen. They're hearing somebody's perspective. They may even have resistance at first. They may not identify with you or me or what we're doing. Maybe they start to feel, maybe they don't agree. Maybe they hate us, but man, I just want to make people feel in this room. I want that to be the feeling. If someone's feeling anything, whether it's negative or positive, you are writing your story, bro. Like, that is real. And so, you know, for us to dial that in and show off different perspectives and bring in people that challenge each other's perspectives is really the goal here. Um, You know, if we have, you know, an 80-year-old rodeo cowboy one week that built a dance hall down the street, and then we've got a leading investor in Bitcoin the next where, you know, y'all grew up a county away from each other. That has an opportunity to, you know, open people's minds to industries and perspectives that they wouldn't ordinarily seek out. You're not going to catch me at a Bitcoin convention, you know, downtown. But if I meet a guy that's, you know, in, you know, has knowledge in something and, and we want to sit down and listen to each other for an hour and try to expand on that, I'm going to learn something. we we'll bring a crowd in here. We're all going to learn something. And that might strike some interest in, in new things or bring up new ideas and I think that's the reason that you know we're all here is we're looking for that what is that next thing that's going to feed us um, tomorrow and the next day and so on
3: I mean that's legitimately how Liver a story started is like sitting across the dinner table with people from all over the world similar ages sometimes sometimes not you know mm-hmm. different same but like more different than we are similar yeah but and over, you were traveling alone traveling alone yeah, yeah you're you're you know you meet someone and they just got to the hostel you just got to the hostel they came from that. this country this country and you're talking about so many different things like that kind of, kind of the you know the bitcoin to the cowboy those conversations happen with you know all, like that that um delta or that spectrum happening with you know almost on a <laughs> daily basis yeah, I've been,
2: I remember sitting with a, a German s- professional skier and, like, this Irish fascist, and we were just, like, arguing about the American military, and I was like, I'm military, guys. <laughs> like, let's talk. And the fascists just stormed out. Like, it was intense. Yeah. But uh opened my mind, you know? But uh, that was just, you know, hostels and traveling alone is, There's some of my favorite memories because... Like, even if you travel with someone that you love or, you know, is one of your best friends or your brother or your sister, like you still have um, a tendency to isolate and, you know, have expectations of, you know, a set schedule or, you know, you might go to a cafe and just talk to each other the entire time. And I love traveling throughout Japan um, alone because I was I was staying at hostels and everything and I would just. Like, if I wanted any social interaction and I like social interaction, uh, I would just have to engage, you know? And so I remember this one hostel, the Amano hostel, um, in, uh, Shinjuku, Japan. Um, I stayed there multiple times and they had a, uh, happy hour at 5 PM every day. And I'd always go out and see whatever during the day, come back, shower up and make that happy hour. Cause I would just always wait for like whoever the first person was to come down and, and grab a beer and I'd always go sit with them whether they felt uncomfortable or not you know and and usually that wasn't the case and Japan was a cool place to do it because women felt safe enough to travel alone and you know a lot of a lot of people were traveling alone and I remember going out for New Year's uh, I think it was 2018 um, and I ended up wrangling up a group of like 15 people from 12 different countries and somehow we went out uh, in in Tokyo and uh, we all made it back in like the 7am train together like all 15 of us I don't know how that happens um, but incredibly eye opening to do that um, but yeah I think we'll, let's hop into it today let's, uh, let's expand this into the room dude you down? I think so let's do it alright guys so um, we started out with these cards I wanted to kind of you know, bring Zach in and say, all right, how, how should we present this? How can we change this up each week? Um, and we want to take something that is basically the podcast format, right? Um, and I think that there is room for innovation in that as well. Um, I've always loved the Q and A portion of these podcasts. Um, but today we want to get a little bit, bit more interactive. Um, and, you know, all of us take a moment to share kind of shortly um what brought us here today and whatever you wrote down on your cards um so we're just going to pass the mic around and if anything kind of sticks out i really want to expand on it um so are
3: we gonna are we gonna pass it around yeah everybody gets to say what they want to say and then we'll go back to expanding or if you say if you read it and you want to expand in the moment can you expand for like a couple sentences sure which, which, yeah. which, which one do you want to do? Let's do
2: the second. So if you feel like expanding on it, and you feel like you need to ex- explain it a little more, let's do so. I'll start by uh, reading this quote, which I love that Zach picked. Don't ask what the world needs. Ask what makes you come alive. And go do it. Because what the world needs is people who have come alive. Howard Thurman. So before you jump into the evening, take a second to reflect on what accomplishment has made you feel truly alive or small internal or external a part of your journey you'll remember for your whole life
3: i was thinking about the i added that whole life part because i think that there's certain things that happen that are like kind of monumental in our life that we can really pass on to other people because we have moments that we learned a lesson or we tried something or we accomplished something that is so important that sharing it, I think, is also really important because that's um, lessons learned secondhand are, are oftentimes better than firsthand. Firsthand lessons are really painful. It's, uh, they, they hurt. They kind of suck. You know, you don't want to fail and fall on your face, get scraped up. And if you can, you can help um, teach someone else that lesson. I mean, that's for sure how I've learned so many of my lessons is other people being like, you know, uh, traveling, for example, people are like, I talked to so many older people they are like, I wish I would have traveled more. Like, I wish I would have traveled when I was in my twenties. And I, and I heard that enough, thankfully, and, and was able to listen to that, that I took that advice. Mm. And it is by far some of the best advice I've gotten along with a lot of other things. But, um, I think that, these accomplishments in the sense of 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 striving you know you you risk something you put something on the line and you accomplish something that makes you a better person that you can share with other people and I think that all of us sharing that creates this kind of interesting dynamic of of um of talking about something and also listening to other people and uh so I'm excited to hear some of these
2: you want to go ahead and share yours
3: uh Mm. mine was trusting myself not to go to college uh, I graduated high school in 2009 which was kind of right around the res- right after the recession kind of hit and I just like deep down in my like soul knew that I didn't want to go to college and at this time I think it's changed quite a bit in the last decade but um, so, you know every single one of my friends their parents made them go to college they're like like uh, society was like college is the best route but I was able to kind of craft an art um, a personal understanding of why I didn't want to go. I knew I always wanted to start a business. I had no idea what I wanted to do, like so many life questions, but I just knew that I'd rather learn from the school of hard knocks and like get out there and like, you know, Uh, learn from experience rather than from a book Um, and it was and so I decided I made that choice Uh, obviously my parents were not too stoked about it it took a lot of like years there like for you know years and years afterwards like do you want to go back do you want to go back do you want to go back and I just kept turning it down and that uh, saying no to that in the very beginning led to So many choices that I wouldn't have had otherwise. I wouldn't have been able to go travel like I traveled. I wouldn't have you know tried to start the handful of businesses in my early twenties that I started. I wouldn't have moved to a new city um, at the age that I did. I wouldn't have been able to do all these things if I you know hadn't taken this one diversion off the course. And I think it's something that I am really proud of um, in hindsight because it wasn't easy, uh, and I had to like really earn it uh, in a certain way and it it it, you know I love this analogy of like the um you know if you're if you're going to the moon right if if you if your rocket's just like a little bit off in the beginning or you're sailing across the ocean if your ship's just a little bit off you know and you just follow that trajectory then by the time that you you know you keep veering off and you're like way off by the time that you get there um and so um, that's kind of where I started I was like yeah I'm just gonna like make this small choice right now that's just a little bit different than the normal and has led to this like massively different direction or, or destination further down the road than it would have if I would have just made you know this slight degree different change uh, and it's and um, and I think it was yeah I'm just I, I'm really proud of that and uh, it's definitely an accomplishment that I, I try to share and um, vocalize and support other people I'm not saying that it's not for everybody obviously but um, I think that it was something that like was really deep inside of me that I was proud to listen to. And I think totally. that's maybe the deeper part of it is like trusting myself and like making that decision and, and believing in like a very deep part of me.
2: Yeah, I totally relate with that. I had the same feelings of anxiety and just something wasn't sitting right with me of of taking advantage of all the opportunities that I had and was afforded coming out of high school. And I made the same choice, you know, that I would rather serve first in whatever capacity that was, which I chose the Navy. Uh, Glad that's over. Um, But now I feel better about it. And uh, college definitely wasn't the route. So that's something similar that we share. Um, So I wrote creating enough space in my life where I have the ability to listen and share that experience with others. Um, I was the dude, I just packed everything down, I'd listen to everything, absorb everything, and I just stored it up where I had so much pent-up energy that I I had no ability to listen to anything. Like, I I knew where I was going, and you weren't going to tell me twice about it. Um, And that took me to the bottom a few times. And uh, that's still my instincts, but after, you know, pursuing different things in life, I've learned, don't always... Listen to your instincts, listen to your intuition, follow your heart. And for me that's the harder thing to do. Um, but it gets me a lot farther. So I'm thankful I learned that lesson. Start going around the room. Do I just get to pick people? Pass the mic. <clears throat> yeah Can I put people in the hot spot? Let's go. Yeah, let's just send it down the bench. All right, Felix,
4: what we got, bud?
2: Let's go.
5: <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for having me. Uh the reason I or the, the moment that was big for me is uh obviously leaving california um i think a lot of times you have to get away from negativity to be able to show who you truly are Um, especially after you go through certain transitions in life like if you're settled in the same spot you're not able to see what your growth is but you come to a new place and people can see you and i think you know tying into what evan said earlier uh, a special part about austin is that people see you and they see you for who you are and nothing else and i think that also helps you along the journey and going deeper so grateful to be here thank you for having me
2: thank you Felix
6: hey my name is Tom Um, this is pretty easy for me actually so I joined the Marine Corps like in 2004 spent a lot of time in the Middle East did all that uh, which has been pretty crazy because of everything that's been happening there recently but uh yeah I mean you learn a lot about yourself when you do that so uh, everything else I think becomes Significantly easier mm. uh, after that. Like I started my own company nine months ago. It's like wasn't that scary. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So um, that's really it. Pretty easy for me.
2: Love that, man.
7: Talking on a on a microphone is 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 my job, and it totally terrifies me. I'm I'm a musician. <laughs> I'm a singer, um, and uh I didn't even write down an answer to the question because I didn't expect to have to answer it. But here I am in a room with all you fine folks. Um, I guess so much of what I've been hearing is, is uh, this idea of fear and how to conquer and get on the other side of that. And survival of life is such a big part of fear. What's on the other side of that? And uh my partner, Nick and I moved here years ago from Chicago to Austin and people always think because we're musicians we moved here for music but we both had uh, folks that were really sick with uh, terminal diseases and when you stand beside people who are tracing the ceilings to find thoughts and living inside their bodies and can't articulate words or uh, can't move um, it gives you a whole new concept of of what survival means and in those moments when, you know, we sat on the floor and didn't have a whole lot other than each other. Um, it really brought it back home to me and, and music kept us upright in those moments, um, and friends and community in the serendipitous place that Austin is. And mm-hmm. it's, it's why we've met people. Uh, it's, it's why we're here in this room tonight to uh, play some songs for you folks. So it's a pleasure being here.
8: I'm Nick. I'm uh, Paige's other, and um, and all, while hers is also very impactful, I would have to say, um, the moment that we got engaged um, was very big. We had been together for ten years, and um, and from that on, you just you're just surviving life, and you're going and you're doing, you're running down the river of where the universe takes you. Um, but it was a, it was a moment where I actually had to make the decision to do it. It was more about committing to what I wanted my future to be and what I thought that our future could be and um, while it's something that lots of people do um, in the way that our lives moved forward it was very much like uh, I it was my job to decide how and when and why and where we're we're going to go from this point and so I um, that, that was very pivotal for me to go like ooh. It's my turn to actually decide and not let the universe just take me where I go, but to go, you know, to stand on the grounds of, of, of where I think our loves could take our lives. So,
2: Man. I'm going to journal on that one.
9: Hi, I'm Gordon. Thank you for having me here. This is amazing. Um, about 10 years ago, I was working in Los Angeles in the film industry, I was deep in the in the thick of everything, and had the opportunity to come out to Austin in 2005 and and shoot and p- produce the Texas Chainsaw Massacre films, and I um, I fell in love with Austin. I knew that there was something special going on here, and I looked at the community in Los Angeles and never felt connected, never felt like I was really entwined with the people in Los Angeles but my time in Austin shooting those films I I felt blessed and I felt like this was a community that I could really connect to so that was pivotal for me and I came out here and started over and the community has always embraced me and everything that I've tried to do and it's a special place so I um I love it. That was for me. Awesome. Thanks, Gordon.
1: I'm just just going to expand. I'm Harry, by the way, Harry Callian. What's up, Harry? Uh, Hey, buddy. Uh, I'm an attorney. Uh, I actually represent the guys here. Um, So, similarly to Gordon, I've been in New York City for about 20 years. Um, And uh, a pivotal moment for me was having a child. And that opened my heart because I was I was raised with like 93 in in Chicago on 93 XRT to be a hater, to be a music critic. And I thought that was showing love by criticizing and and analyzing things. And that's what, you know, probably New York and Los Angeles are all about. And uh, having a child kind of opened my heart to being like, you know what, let me just let the feelings flow through me. And I will say this, coming to Austin, I've been here a couple of years, and I still, you know, the pandemic kind of made me be an Austin guy, and I'm trying to be more of an Austin guy, and I have a building in Austin presence here. This is the greatest place on earth, and um, it's it's, it's just got this very special dynamic, and I think when people come here from other places, they see this. Believe me, like, I'm hating on myself for being, like, for having such nostalgia for this, um, but I'll, I'll relate it to this podcast. When I saw what Evan and um, these guys were doing here, um, and heard about this and saw them, I was like, "I want to be part of this." And I have to, I have to say, um, so that was, you know, that's sort of the answer to that card, having a child. But I will say that this is a very special and honest. Um, experience and ex- a special podcast. And I, when I saw this, I wanted to be part of this. Mm-hmm. So, um, uh, you know, as you guys expand upon this and, you, you know, you spent some time here talking about exactly what the ethos of this conversation is and what this podcast is. And it's very, very special. It's very unique and special. It Thank really you. Is, And you guys should know that. So
2: we're here now. Let's go.
0: Hey guys, my name is Mallory. Yes. This is an extremely humbling room, and I'm very used to moving to cities that are constantly reminding you that they don't need you. So Austin has been an incredible experience for me so far, and I feel like I've only tapped the surface. This is a place where you can really find yourself in other people, because people are honest and they're open, and they wanna connect with you. And that's so special, because the more you travel and the more you know, about the world, you realize how small you are, and to feel connected is really all we're after. So to bring the whole, this whole thing back together, I wanna, I wanna answer this question, what are you most proud of? What I've learned, and I, I guess travel makes you such a different person mm-hmm. than, than others, and, and I've learned that through my life because where we're born is very random. You could have been born anywhere else into any other culture, into any other religion or society. And for us to question our norms because we know how random it is, is so important. And, you know, being here has brought me to a place where I have realized that so many people are in survival mode, that they don't know how to dream. And I I think that the most, the thing I'm most proud of in my life is to helping other people dream they are so used to just trying to get by and do what they need to do day to day that they haven't even explored what dreaming means to them or what their dreams are. So what I'm most proud of is helping other women to want more for themselves and to dream and maybe for the first time in their entire lives, you know, don't worry about your kids or your family or husband or or all of your obligations. Who are you and what do you want for your life? and being you is going to make every other aspect of your life that much better. So, yeah, that's what I'm most proud of.
2: You're doing it. What's up, Eli?
10: My name's Eli Halpern, I'm a stand-up comedian, (laughs) co-host of the Giggle Boys podcast, martial arts practitioner, uh, CEO and founder of (laughs) Golden Cricket, where we're making crickets into protein bars.
2: Coming soon.
10: Yeah, shameless plugs. Marketing genius, really. Um, I, uh, I wrote down that my biggest accomplishment was buying a house, but uh, that's just on a physical level. Because if the economy goes to shit, I still have somewhere to sleep and cook food, right? But um, on a spiritual level, uh, I've done a lot, a lot of traveling, too, myself. I've been to, like, 25 countries, and uh, one that really sticks out is definitely th- that first leap. I just bought a one-way ticket to Thailand, no idea where I was staying that night, didn't know anyone there. Uh, ended up staying for, uh, for three months, and uh, I, I learned a lot about myself. And I feel like a big theme in my life has been uh, a fighting fear and just fighting, facing my fears head on. Like, I'm scared of big groups of people, I'll go do stand-up comedy to them. I'm scared of getting punched in the face, I'll go get beat up every day. And I do, a lot. It's hurts. And <laughs> <laughs> but it, it hurts less, and uh, big groups aren't that scary anymore. And uh, diving headfirst into your fears is, is a real positive thing. And Evan, you were talking earlier about how uh, there was a point in your life where like no one could tell you shit and you're just gonna do what you want, and yeah. I've been kind of struggling with the uh, the the uh, the two sides of of am I following my intuition or am am I just being a know-it-all? So you got to leave room for for feedback and uh, openness and and listening, which is uh, I'm really happy that you're doing this.
2: Yeah, man. Yeah.
10: Thank you. Uh, yeah. Thanks. All right,
2: we're going we're going down here now. Let's go to the couch.
3: I just love the diversity of all these. Yeah, it's amazing. I just wow. Yeah, all I can (laughs)
11: say is wow. I'm squirming over here. You're a warrior. (laughs) You're a warrior. (laughs) warrior. Uh, Hello, my name is Amber Valdez. Uh, I moved here to Austin in November um, via Los Angeles for about 18 years. Thinking about what accomplishment to share, um, but what I think is really important is that we celebrate ourselves. And this is making me nervous to share. So that's why I'm going to share it because I'm going to lean into that. Um, I grew up on food stamps. My dad was an addict. My mom was mentally ill. So I grew up on free lunches and uh, I didn't go to college. We didn't have money for college. I was always a black sheep in my family. Um, Always was cheering other people on uh, as a cheerleader and in the NFL and really just trying to Focus on what was working because my family was my so intense and so gnarly, and so I took a very unique path, which led me to tracing my chasing my dream of being on TV, which I ended up becoming a TV host and interviewing celebrities for a living, and an awesome eating disorder and looking for my worth in all the wrong places, and uh, I ended up getting like the biggest callback of my life on E, and it was I had my fifth callback at the time, I found out my boyfriend was a sex addict. My dad just died and I just came off a reality show where I was bullied on and I really realized I didn't want to be on TV anymore. So my dream was dead, my relationship was dead, and my dad was dead. And I was pretty much suicidal at that point. And I walked off the set of E, there was a voice in my head that said you're done here. And there was about 20 execs, it was pretty much mine. And I just walked off. I was like, I don't give a shit about Britney Spears and Miley Cyrus or whose shoes or what, I'm just done. And my plan was to go home and to uh, take an entire bottle of NyQuil PM that night. And uh, my agent and my team told me to go on a hike and I was going to leave my dog, Angel, up on Running Canyon. And I ended up getting enrolled into an emotional intelligence training that saved my life. Where my friend wrote my name in the sand that morning at the same time I was having my, my breakdown. And I share this with you because fast forward, I ended up, uh, you know, Deciding to share my story, and I was on a platform called Periscope, which was a live um, live streaming app before Instagram and Facebook Live was a thing. And I was just showing up for people and just sharing, you know, positive content and and inspiring others. And before I knew, I was I was shopping at the dollar store and la da da. Long story short, one of my lives went viral on Twitter, and I went from like 700 followers to 10,000 overnight. And all of a sudden, I had a business, and all of a sudden, people want to work with me. And I share this with you because my family doesn't know what I do. They don't believe in what I do. They don't even get it. And last year during COVID, I ended up launching a program and I made $500,000 in a week. And I share that with you, not because of the money, but because of the impact and the choice of following your dream and, and being a stand for others. And Um, That was a big deal for me because my mom and dad have never bought a house. And I'm just super honored and blessed to share in this moment that I got to break the ancestral line of karma and scarcity and um, rewrite that story. And so I'm just sharing that because we get to celebrate, not because it's money, but because when we are doing God's work, um, we're never broke.
2: Reciprocity.
11: Thank you for listening.
2: Amazing. I'm excited for this one. Daniel's always (laughs) dropping knowledge in my room.
5: (laughs) Bro, first of all, congratulations. This is epic. You're such an inspiration. And like you you shared earlier, um, that was it, man. I I, I kept seeing your van over and over. Like within the first few days, I moved to Austin. And I I finally saw you next to me in a yoga class at Black Swan on Orchard. And I just hit you up. I'm like, yo, what's up with the van, man? I'm seeing it all around town. (laughs) And from there, we became brothers. and, And um I'm honored to be here and, and be a part of this with you. So all of what you shared, I I hear my story in. And what came up for me to share, one word in particular is uh, remembering. Mm-hmm. And this has come to me recently from my decision to become sober. And that's something I'm most proud of because it opened up a door that I can't even explain what happened, the, the magnitude of, of the energy and the upgrades and the amplifications of my life that took place when I decided to, to turn a corner from a, from a way, like a, a long line of ancestral debauchery, distortion, alcoholism, drug abuse, and you know, it was almost like I came into this ex- experience to figure out how I could shift this energy for my family. And um, it took me many years to, to train and, and to heal myself, and, and I kept getting, like, these pings from the universe, where, like, okay, you worked on yourself, now it's time to heal your family, you go. You got to take your Dell to rehab, you got to get them to, you know, work with traditional plant medicines, did all that, and then about a year and a half ago, it was, like, the big call from the universe that was, like, time to pass these torches onto the general arena, and uh, I started getting hit up through through Instagram, like, Bro, I know who you were 15 years ago. How the fuck did you pull this off? You know what I mean? Like my nickname used to be Diablo. They straight call me the devil. And uh, I was that. I embodied that. When I started healing myself, I recognized that this is a frequency game here. So I was looping in these lower frequencies for so long. And I was forgetting so much because I was just like clouded, clouded, clouded. I was like, I wasn't facing my pain. I was masking everything. I was running away from it. So when I started upgrading and taking off the masks, I noticed that, like, hey, I'm, I'm shifting these frequencies. And all of a sudden, I'm I'm in the room with all these people that are doing amazing things. So that's what I'm here to teach now. And, mm-hmm. and I, I just feel super honored that I'm I'm passing these torches along. So and barren, thank you for man. letting me share, man.
2: Yeah, it's felt. See your depth, bro.
3: Shout out to Native Hostel for being this place. I mean, I, I, good connection here because this is... This place embodies this energy, and I think that this is a great spot for all of this, so yeah. shout out to Native.
12: What's up, everybody? My name's Taylor. Um, I'm Easy's doorman slash security, so you act up. I'll be the first and last guy you see. First and last guy you see. Um, I'm from Indiana. Uh, I've been living in my van full time for about a year now. Um in California, Colorado, Phoenix every but every time I come back to Austin i like I don't know what it is about y'all but you're magnetic and like I can't keep away um, fast forward to three weeks ago I didn't know where I was going to be at this time and I just started following Evan he posted saying he, he needed a doorman I applied right away he got back to me right away That was, that's the end of that and now I'm here um, but which is incredible. I guess be, I don't have words for this moment <laughs> right now, um, or this experience. But grateful is definitely one of those. Um, but to to answer the question um, originally when I read it, like I had an answer immediately. And I thought of like oh, that's it, like it's gold, gold ball right there. But you guys have really like made me question and expand on that. Um, so originally what my answer was is believing in myself. Um, but come to find out that's not. A singular moment. Um, it, it feels like one, but it's really just a culmination of a bunch. Um, physically that looks like, to me, um, taking a large dose of plant medicine and a bus by myself because I was at the <laughs> deepest, the deepest depths of the low that I could be at and I needed um, either help pulling the trigger or, you know, help putting the gun down. So that, that gave it to me and because I'm a big fan of speaking things into fruition, um, the magic mushrooms told me I was going to be UFC champion, and uh, I said, "Okay, well, I better start training." <laughs> um, two years later, I move into my van full time to commit to that dream. Um, a year later, I commit to Austin because this is—I feel like this is where um, that fire can be uh, can be fanned and can en- enrage and be be the the raging blaze i need it to be to to accomplish the dreams that i have um so i guess what my answer will circle back to is the most pivotal moment of my life internally is committing to the journey of learning to believe in myself and trust my dreams and my my intuition Um, Mm. thanks
4: all right hello i'm elise um so much like many of you beautiful people i spent much of my life traveling i've had the privilege of exploring a lot of the beautiful places on this earth uh, after 2020 and spending most of the year cooped up i decided i was going to trick out my suv and set off on a solo road trip across the country where i met Ooh. the doorman over here in austin yeah. yeah back in like what march or april i think and we would just been homies Uh, traveling out west together. Uh, My travels actually took a little pause. I ended up in South Lake Tahoe for the summer where I had some interesting opportunities present themselves to me. But I don't know if any of y'all know, there's some crazy fires going Mm -hmm. on in Northern California right now. So I was forced to evacuate. And weirdly enough, I literally just got here today. Sick. (laughs) After like four days of traveling from Tahoe after having to evacuate. And I hit up my old homie. I was like, yo, I've been debating the last month or so. I should stay in Tahoe or come back to Austin and I was like well I guess these fires are kind of like a sign <laughs> and I hit up the homie and he's like yo come out to native and weirdly enough I ended up at this podcast <laughs> <Badass>. <laughs> yeah so uh to answer the question though my greatest accomplishment was just the amount I've been able to travel and all of the people I've been able to meet honestly it's been incredible to I come from a really privileged background and I'm you know it is what it is but it's been a lot uh it's been really interesting to get to explore the different neck of the woods and all that. So, yeah, thanks for listening.
2: That's
13: it. Andrew. Oh man. I f- thought for sure this was going to be like out of time or the microphone. <laughs> no, we made it, man. Uh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> um props Madeline, um you. you, uh Taylor, man, powerful stories. That's awesome. Um like you, I'm kind of like this is fairly privileged, you know, like my big thing was like I was a frat boy and I didn't want to go into that traditional route of like grad school or real st- whatever it was, you know. I wanted to have a, an amateur fight against somebody. And then that turned into like a whole career of fighting the UFC and traveling the world and um, doing cool shit. And, you know, um, like a lot of y'all traveling was my big thing, like, you know, coming from like a certain background all of a sudden you're around fighters and fighters come from everywhere. You know, I fought a Brazilian in Sao Paulo. I fought a dude from London and Manchester and Aussie and Sydney. Like you meet everybody and you get all walks of life and you realize everybody's kind of in for the same thing if they're a good enough person. It's just, um, it was eye-opening. It was good for me. Um, and it's kind of like one of those things like, um, shoot for the stars, land on the moon sort of thing. Like I wanted to be a huge name. I wanted to be a champion. None of that happened, but I had a good time, and now I'm doing like shit that like really excites me. I love it. Like Eli, he's one of my guys, he's one of my fighters. Um, he could do big things, um, so it landed me in a good spot to continue doing what I love. And it was all like from the get-go of um, going against the grain and chasing my dreams. Uh, one more thing. Uh, this guy, big big fan of this guy, Kevin Ross. He wears a walk out shirt every time. Face your fears, live your dreams. And I fucking love that.
2: Yeah, dude. Let's keep it going. Let's hit this floor. Home stretch.
14: Right on, my name's Trey. Um got a lot of warriors in the room apparently. Jeez. So uh got my own warrior story I went to law school here in Austin had some job offers in Austin but uh, decided to take an offer up in LA at uh, one of the hottest production companies at the time in house counsel for them Uh, met a guy out there a few months in. he said you know friend of a friend he was getting evicted he got a restraining order against him can I help him and that wasn't what I did so I tried to farm it out to other lawyers but uh, everybody thought I was too weird, and they wouldn't help him. But six months into the, that cool job at one of the hottest production companies, uh, that company decided to fold. So I was out of a job, and I called this guy up and I said, "Man, fuck it. You know, let's—I'll take your case. I, I, you know, I've, I've never done litigation. I've never gone to court. I'm just out of law school. But uh, I made the uh, L.A. law library my office for the next year and a half." Uh, defended this guy in court, sued the same people in court, billionaire developers. They threw all kinds of lawyers at me, insurance lawyers, uh, big firm lawyers. But I fought those people for one and a half years, and I won case after case and, um, you know, eventually got paid for it. But, uh, yeah, that's it. Yep.
6: Yeah.
2: Ooh, behind the back? behind the back
6: what's up y'all this is awesome um not crazy come to a random room with all people you don't know and like share it all That's crazy <laughs> um my name is tanner i moved out here from fayetteville arkansas like four or five years ago um seeking some mental health uh help if you will um some addictions some anxiety all the stuff right the stuff everybody has and uh after being out here for a while, um, took a big leap in uh, opening a small business, kind of dedicated to some of that. And um, yeah, that's what a lot of y'all kind of echoed, was taking that leap, right? Um, We opened a space dedicated to uh, nothing, right? Um, We do float therapy and um, (laughs) literally nothing, right? I love that, yeah. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Yeah, and it's probably so much I could have never imagined. So yeah, take the leap, right? Yeah appreciate you
15: hey friends my name is Liz thank you for hosting this Um, I decided that my marriage was not serving me anymore and I got rid of everything bought an RV and took my three kids and traveled for a year from Mexico to Canada and it was really empowering learned how to do the whole RV thing <laughs> put some boots on I mean if I could do it anyone can do it and um, and landed here looked for a cool place to live and I adore Austin found my business partner offering float therapy and shameless plug lizard yoga wellness center here we go come see us guys what's
16: up guys this is really cool this is like fulfilling my fantasy of uh speaking on a podcast so thank you thank you um each and every and every one of you are so profoundly special and i'm really inspired by all of you it's it's really cool to just walk into a room and and intimately understand all of the accomplishments that you guys have gone through so this is really cool i'm i'm very honored to be here um, My instinct was to take the superficial route in answering this question, but my intuition is telling me that um, I should step outside of my comfort zone. So recently, I I understood the power of acceptance. And when you're living in a state of denial, you are just prohibiting yourself from being the best person that you can be. And, um, for 13 years I was in denial that I was navigating an eating disorder and I was, my health was deteriorating physically, mentally, my relationships. I was navigating a life of just complete, um, self-abandonment and that fucking sucks. And I decided to accept that and, um, take full control of my self and my health and so i'm really proud that i was able to choose myself for seemingly the first time as um cliche as that sounds so yeah really pumped
2: all right well i think uh that was so incredibly special (laughs) beyond all of my expectations that, yeah. yeah but
3: uh my face i've just been smiling for the last <laughs> 2 hours like so amazing to hear like st- the 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 swing of every like Dude. humanity up i mean it's incredible i just want to listen to that back again yeah. and
2: again and call all of y'all friends y'all all inspire me and um yeah thank you everyone for sharing in such a real way that was fucking epic um well, cool, man! I think we're wrapped up. <laughs> Y'all make our jobs easy. Um, well, guys, give it again for for Zach and what he's done. Um, we've got a little continuation of this, um, so we have brought one of his flags, um, and we placed a silver sharpie here. Um, I'd like each of you to sign your name. Um,
3: sign your name or sign sign. So something that you shared about tonight yeah. like a word or a phrase or something that embodies what you shared because everybody here shared which is amazing and and actually in in the in the spirit of travel and the hostel and community and everything yeah. if you can put that up there then we're gonna put it up somewhere in here and like share that with other people um and it's lasting
2: I think, yeah no, yeah, no we'll dicks be, <laughs> no yeah.
3: dicks yeah um <laughs> But I think that'd be cool, cause yeah, it'll be a it'll be a way to push this forward and and be really special, I think. So, um, and then we're gonna have some music and jams yeah. and and more drinks and a, sure. hanging out. So
2: yeah, let's give it up one more time for everybody in the room. Um, we've got the Reverend Few coming out, the husband and wife duo. Um, They're incredible, so we'll take a moment if you need to hit the restroom or grab some drinks, Um, but definitely stick around. They're a a special group, and we're excited to see everyone. Have a good time tonight. Let's party.
3: Introducing the Deep Leadership Podcast